Hi, this is Tony Giorgio. Satan is attacking our families. It is daily. It is time to build the spiritual wall. Let us show you how to become a repairer of the breach and how Laureen's grandmother did it and how Laureen is carrying that forward. We look forward to you listening in. Welcome to Living with Victory Ministries podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Teague's Grocery and Corner Cafe at 130 Soco Road in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. In a moment, Loreen and Tony Giorgio. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep looking up and grab your umbrella, get ready to sing in the Welcome to another edition of Living with Victory radio podcast, where life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about hope and encouragement, learning to dance in the rain with peace, joy, and victory in the midst of life storms, because Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. And also, you can email us, if you like, at livingwithvictory at gmail.com. Just so you know, we'd love to hear from you, comments, prayer requests, and we'll send you a gift for doing it. And today, we're going to have this topic about carrying forward and repairing the breach. Let's get into the program. My sidekick, soulmate for 53 years, Laureen, who has the scripture and topic for today. Hi, Laureen. Hi. It's so good to be here, and thank you all for joining us today. Our program for today is Repairer of the Breach, but I am going to read last week's verses, Isaiah 58, 10, and 11, because these will explain the verse that we're going to talk about today. Last week's program was God Will Guide You Continually. Isaiah 58.10 says, And if you pour out that which you sustain your own life of the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then shall your light rise in darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the noonday. Verse 11, And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy you in drought and in dry places and make strong your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters fail not. You know, pretty much the way I look at it is get yourself off your mind. In your darkest night, in your days, don't don't keep dwelling on that. Go off and fill somebody else's needs. And I guarantee you, we've done this a million times. It really works. It helps a great deal. Now, today's verse is Isaiah 58, 12. Here's where we get to the repairer of the breach. And your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt 
You shall raise up the foundations of buildings that have laid waste for many generations, and you shall be called repairer of the breach, restorer of streets to dwell in. In Nehemiah chapter 4, if you read that chapter, it explains why Nehemiah was told by God to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the wall that hadn't been built for years. But Judah was against them. They were their enemies. In order to build that wall, as the work is work, they had to hold the sword with one hand <laughs> and lay the brick with the other. Now, that sword is the sword of the Spirit. Yes. And that means that's God's word. It may seem right now, real quick, everything has been torn down. There is a breach. Our churches were closed and our freedoms were, were limited and all of that. But we're here now to repair the breach. It's time we can get back to doing what we're supposed to do and lift up everything that has fallen. We can do it as a nation and as children of God. We can do it also and must do it for our families. We need that spiritual wall built for our families. Nehemiah was building the wall to keep the evil out, not right. to hem them in, <laughs> but to right. keep evil out. Sure. And that's why we wanted to talk about this because it's such an important thing to be doing right now. Right. It says here in Matthew Henry, you shall be the restorer of paths safe and quiet paths, not only to travel in, but to dwell in, so safe and quiet that people shall make no difficulty of building their houses by the roadside. The sum is that if they keep such fast as God has chosen, he will settle them again in their former peace and prosperity, and there shall be no none to make them afraid. Oh, wow. to be able to live and not Fear. fear, right? Like we're doing. <laughs> it teaches us that those who do justly and love mercy shall have the comfort thereof in this world. Now, I do urge you to go and pick up your word. It's good to be reading your Bible anyway. Right. And read about Nehemiah in chapter 4 there, and you will understand a little bit more behind this message today. And you can do it on your phone. You can do it, you know, we have it with us all the time. This verse has a very special meaning to me because of what my grandmother started in 1931 in New York. Now, she and my grandfather came to America from Italy, and along with them came my great-uncle and aunts and their families. They settled in Queens, New York. Yeah. Okay, so everybody was kind of in their own little niches there, but right. they were all together. Being Italian, my grandfather planted a garden on the two lots of the property. He grew every vegetable you could imagine. The fig trees, blackberry, and cherry trees were great, too. And those mm. fresh eggs from the chickens were delicious. You could tell why I'm Italian. We love to eat. <laughs> I never left there without carnations, roses, and lily of the valley. Very special time in my life that I, I always remember. My grandmother, Mary Romanelli Lombardi, would fill her apron with fruits and vegetables and visit the neighbors. 
and sharing what my grandfather had grown. The garden always flourished. The more they gave away, the more it grew. And this was around the Depression time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So, you know, it doesn't matter how bad the circumstances around you look. When God is in it, he's going to provide. So my grandparents loved the Lord, but my grandmother took her love for him one step further. She sure did. She was invited to attend a small Pentecostal church in Harlem. And now Harlem is in New York City, but an hour away from where she lived, and she fell in love with Jesus in a way she had never known. She enjoyed an intimate, personal relationship with him. She became friends with Mother Horn, the senior pastor of Mount Calvary Pentecostal Faith Church, who was the granddaughter of a slave. And she was a restorer of the breach. Yes. Her story alone is something that is, is just fantastic. And, and what amazes me is that the two of them got together. Little Italian lady from the suburbs in New York meets up with the granddaughter of a slave in the city, in, the in city. Harlem. And it really amazes me how they understood each other. Right. Because my grandmother didn't speak fluent English. No, I mean, not at she broke in English, <laughs> but mostly Italian. But you know, when Jesus is in it, there is Anything. communication because Anything. love is the common denominator there. And it, they understood each other fluently. Exactly. You know, my grandmother, she she just loved Jesus so much, she went into the streets to tell all of her family and neighbors. And before you know it, there were so many wanting to attend the service that they had to look for a larger place to meet because Mother Horn would bring her congregation and have midweek services at my grandmother's home. Out in the suburbs. Right. right. Now we have Harlem in the midst of the Italians. And I know if my grandmother spoke a little English, they spoke none. It amazes me. The granddaughter of a slave, okay, mm -hmm. Mother Horn, she had a radio program back then. Then she yes. built a church. Yes. Your grandmother, the same thing. She got, and I remember being at your house, phone rang. There was either Mother Horn on the phone mm -hmm. or Sister Gladys. I think she was white. She mm -hmm. was a piano player. Right. And she was with Mother Horn. How did they meet? We'll, we'll probably never know. And there was mm -hmm. no, no indication of color there was no indication of anything except one of God's creatures got together with another one exactly. of God's creatures and children, and they formed a bond that lasted way beyond your grandmother. It went even to your mother. They used to communicate. The services that they had, and my mom would tell me they were very lively services. Oh, sure, sure. And they would sing the hymns. Now, I'm sure my grandmother and her group were singing in Italian, and Mother Horn and her group were singing in English. Right. But you know, when Jesus is in it, it all blends together so beautifully. We're all children of God. Exactly. And, and we're making politics and rhetoric and all that dictate that that's not true today. It's still true today because he's still here today. He is the almighty Christ. He is the one who brought us to all of this on earth. Mother Horn didn't have to come into Queens to have the service at my grandmother. 
grandmother's house. Well, yeah, you know. Because she had her own church out there. And she was a but very she, busy person. Yeah, but she <laughs> took her family, so to speak, her church family, to come to my grandmother's. When people who get together have that relationship with Jesus, they're able to love one another because of his spirit. Exactly. And they're able to just come together and actually sing and worship. What happened, though, was they had to look for a hall. And while they were doing that, minutes were written planning to build a church. My grandmother wanted to build a church yeah. of her own. However, not everyone was pleased with what she had found. And no. my grandmother did suffer physical and emotional abuse. Yeah. You might say she was building the wall with one hand and doing warfare with the other. That's nothing new. We, we've seen it, it happens all, all the, time. the time. Right. You know, Jesus said, I did not really come to bring peace. I came to divide. Because when you choose Jesus, you have to choose him. And if somebody doesn't go for it or like it, you have to make that choice. Yes. But she was a repairer of the breach. Satan will always try to stop you when you were working and building for the Lord. And that was the main thing that my grandmother kept her eyes fixed on, building for the Lord and glorifying him. Now, a relative that did not agree with what she was doing punched her in the stomach and she died at 57. My mom, aunts, and uncles decided to go ahead with building the church. You might say they picked up the sword of the spirit that my grandmother left, which is the word of God, and continued to fight and build. There again, repairers of the breach going to the next generation. That's what this is all about, folks. You do, and then the next generation does, and then the next generation does. This doesn't stop with one person. No, and Mother Horn proved it, you know, coming from slavery, you know. Yes, yes. And she became an advocate for people. That's right. She fought for anybody who was down and formed this entire network Mm -hmm. of worshiping Christ. She took her lumps, too. Oh, she did. Several times. She was mugged several times in yeah. Harlem. When she passed away in her 90s, we did go to the wake. And at that time, I was about 15, 14. Yes, you know. right. I really didn't know her like my parents knew her. Yeah. But watching her congregation, you could see they just felt they lost their mom. They yeah. really loved her so much. Now, my grandmother's dream for the church was fulfilled. Yes, it was. Okay. In fact, we got married in the church. Exactly. <laughs> and without looking at the plans, Calvary Temple was built exactly the way she wanted it to be yes. built. Yes, yeah. Her death did not stop what Jesus started, and nothing will ever stop what he starts. He no. will finish. When we teach the next generation who Jesus is, they will pick up the sword of the Spirit and continue to build that wall. That's what that verse means. Both these women had similar circumstances against them, fighting for freedom, for freedom of religion, freedom of choice, and they both did the same thing, different cultures. The two of them rose up under adversities and took it on to do this. And that's where we have to be today. We're not, 
you know, say you have to be violent. We're talking about a spiritual warfare. The weapons that we have are peace, love, prayer, God's word, which is the spirit of the sword, fasting, and praise and thanksgiving. And that's what my grandmother used. That's what my mom and my aunts and uncles used when they went ahead. Because I have to say that my family never looked to retaliate with the others. Yeah. There were no harsh words ever spoken, even when provoked. And they used those weapons that I have mentioned, and they just trusted Jesus, and that church flourished. There was so much that came out of the church in Queens. I mean, the pastor, I love Pastor Harris, and Sister Ruth. And Ruth, who was David Wilkerson's sister, and if if you're not familiar with David Wilkerson, the book, The Cross and the Switchblade. Also, he started an organization in Brooklyn, New York for drug addicts and alcoholics called Teen Challenge. Right. And we were directly involved with Teen Challenge with some of the kids from there. In fact, they made me, uh, I was almost a grandpa compared to them, play the drums in a gospel group. We traveled all over New York. I love There was a lot there in this church that that moved forward and kept going and building. But if my grandmother didn't continue, didn't push, didn't decide, you know, it's all a choice. I'm sure there were some days she felt like giving up. I'm sure sure. there were some days anger filters and maybe total discouragement where, Lord, why? I'm trying so hard, you know? God didn't worry about who was black, who was Italian, who could speak English, who couldn't speak English. He just said, you're both my daughters. You can help each other. The church is Jesus Christ. Amen. And the spirit of Christ is in all of us to do these things. And now is the time for everybody listening to get up and repair If you believe the breach. in Jesus, he is the only one that matters. It doesn't matter what your tag is. Just do it for him and for his glory because he deserves it. He died on that cross. He suffered on that cross. He shed his blood. And we need to just do it for him and put everything else aside that does not matter. And the best thing I liked... Pastor Harris, God bless him. I used to go out because I, I was in the in the worship team, and we didn't get paid for doing this. This was all voluntary. He asked me to drive out with him to Montauk Point, which was like two hours away, to look at a piano that the church wanted to buy, used piano. But along the way, he felt really given to stop and sample every pie that was in every diner along the way and a cup of coffee. He was in the right church because, (laughs) like I said, being Italian, we love to eat. The one thing is I never knew my grandmother, okay? I never got to know her. But I have to say the legacy that she left me is so real to me. She gave me Jesus through her church. I learned to have an intimate relationship with him. It was so sweet growing up in that church. Oh, yeah. You know, and as I say, half spoke Italian, half spoke English. When we sang a hymn, it was in both languages, but it blended beautifully. Right. The love that flowed through that church, I couldn't wait to get there and hated to leave. In fact, one Sunday night, it'll always stick in my mind, we went to service. 
And after the meeting was over, Rosalie, who used to play the piano, she started playing hymns. Everybody just kind of hung around. Nobody wanted to go home. No. And before you knew it, we were sitting down, singing the hymns, crying, praying, weeping, loving on one another for two hours. I mean, (laughs) we would have stayed longer, but we had to get your aunt and uncle home to New Jersey (laughs) that night. I remember that. (laughs) But it, it was like family. There was no stress or tension. There was no color. Everybody was in that church. It didn't and matter. And we did have some black families that had joined us too oh, later sure. on. But yeah. it didn't matter because we just loved one another. We're not color-coded. We're all children of God. If anybody has a question about that, just read Psalm 139 <laughs> yes. about how God knows you or knew you before you were even in your mother's womb. And he goes into every detail of how much he knows you. So none of us here are here by mistake. We have a breach. It's happened, yeah, because of whatever. But we can pick up and move forward and repair it. My husband and I, now, through Living with Victory Ministries, as he said, it is non-denominational. We're repairing the breaches that are threatening to pull people away from the Lord by discouragement, fear, anxiety, unbelief, future uncertainty. Now remember, Satan is the one who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. That's right. And he is attacking our family relationships. He wants to attack our relationship with Jesus and trying to destroy our way of thinking of knowing the truth because he is a liar. He's just trying to pull us away from God's plan for our lives, your life, your children's lives. But we are here to say, because he is a liar and Jesus is truth, we must protect our spiritual walls. Through Living with Victory Ministries, we are picking up the sword and are battling the enemy for your souls. That's why we're here doing this and wanting to educate you on this. Yes. Just as my grandmother passed the sword to my family, we want to pass the sword to you and your family. Exactly. Okay, sometimes when we see all that is happening around us, we forget who our Lord is, and He is all-powerful, and nothing is impossible with Him. No. When my grandmother was growing her ministry, everything did not go smoothly, far from it, but she never quit or gave up. She was a repairer of the breach. Today, so many years later, my cousins and I, as well as my husband, are very grateful for her steadfastness. Her influence and our parents' influence as well are very real in our lives. Exactly. And and think of the, the love between these two women back in the time where, yeah, there was a lot of strife between black and white. And here they came together to do something that carried forward for over a century now. I mean, it's been amazing on how that happened because they let Jesus be the mediator, not the politicians and not the rhetoric of whatever there is. We need to be diligent and repair what needs repairing and keep evil out, not just for now, but for future generations. We cannot allow a small tear to get bigger. Unforgiveness Anger, bitterness, lying, jealousy, strife can open a door for Satan to come in. 
Pick up your sword and become a repairer of the breach for you and your family. Build a strong spiritual war. Then pass the sword to the next generation. My cousin always says how grateful he is, our grandmother, and to his mom and dad, that he would hear them praying for him and his brother. Think of the legacy you will be leaving the ones you love. Give your family Jesus. And just go forward. Get yourself off your mind. Move forward. You can do it. In Jesus' name, you can do anything. Matthew Henry says, Thus must we work out our salvation with the weapons of our warfare in our hand. For in every duty we must expect to meet with the opposition from our spiritual enemies against whom we must still be fighting the good fight of faith. Every builder had a sword by his side which he could carry without hindering his labor. The word of God is the sword of the spirit which we ought to have always at hand and never to seek both in our labors and in our conflicts as Christians. Care was taken to get and give early notice approach of the enemy in case they could endeavor to surprise them. Nehemiah kept the trumpeter always by him to sound an alarm. We need to be watchful. Remember, this promise is that he will guide you continually and reward you when you follow him. My grandmother received her reward early in life and went to be with Jesus. I look forward to meeting her thanking her, and hugging the stuffing out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do the same thing. We're just like you. We're no better. We're no different. We're going through the same things. But remember, we don't just say it. We prove it. And Jesus is your umbrella in the storm. And if you want to make comments, go ahead and email us at livingwithvictory at gmail.com. We'll be glad to send you a gift, and we'd love to hear from you. Really, and if you need help in prayer, contact us. We're here for you. This is Tony. And Laureen. You have a blessed day. Remember, hey, get out and vote. If you haven't registered, get to it. Vote the Bible. Vote for what's right. Talk to you later. Bye. You can become a Living with Victory Ministries patron with a monthly donation of $5 or more. Simply go to livingwithvictory.podbean.com. That's livingwithvictory.podbean.com and click on the PayPal button. Thanks for listening. So if life has left you kicking up dust, keep listening, keep